0: How's it going, everyone? Welcome into the Sports Appeal Podcast. I'm your host AJ Teal, as always, to my right, my co-host, and my dad Noel Teal, your co-host, whose mind is just filled with so much he wants to talk about. <laughs> it's a it was a jam packed weekend of of some uh, some good football. I'll actually say this: uh, college football won the weekend. College football oh. won the weekend by a mile because uh, college football might have won the year. It I it mean. was. I mean, what what a Saturday it was! I mean, I've I've been talking about how I've just not been enjoying college football up into this year. Uh, this was the week, you know that, that that's why everyone loves college football. I mean, what, yes. what? If if you did not enjoy the Alabama versus Tennessee game, um, what is you what don't is wrong have a heartbeat? Yeah, like yeah. what? I, there's just I have nothing to say to you. That was one of the best football games I've ever watched in my entire life. I mean, that 100%. was just unbelievable stuff there. Oklahoma State, TCU coming down to the wire, USC, Utah was unbelievable. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I was just you know glued to the TV watching you know all these games, and that hasn't happened in college football in a long time. So really exciting stuff to talk about um, there. And then on the NFL side, you know it, it was a good week. It's always a good week in the NFL. Mm-hmm. Um, but the man, we we all struggled with some picks this week. I mean, it was just not anyone's weak a lot of upsets in there um I, you know hold and, on a minute and, and tough, I, I like
1: how games. you I, hold on i like how you preface that by
0: y'all uh i beat you again and took over first place okay. in our picking pool one by one and you got seven right which means okay. the lead was seven i had six that's not good by any means by any I, by both nope, of us. nope nobody said it was good it's just better than you yeah. I mean, sure. If you want to, you know, if, if this I is take just I pick small victories, buddy. Yeah, small yeah, take more more v- moral victories, you know. We'll, you uh, I'll I'll climb back into the, you know, the yearly lead, whatever. I don't know,
1: man. I'm on f- that I, be. not that I'm on fire, but I'm on fire compared to you. All
0: right. That's fine. We'll get into a uh, a jam-packed uh football weekend. Let's get into it. Let's run it. it's the
1: upright again. That's impossible. The pass is
0: Let's start today with those crazy college football games. Uh, let's just start it off with that Alabama-Tennessee game. What a game. What an absolute in my opinion, shocker. I mean, mm-hmm. I had come on here. I think you agree with me. I, we thought Bryce Young plays this game, and he's, you know, somewhat, you know, 75, 80% healthy. Alabama wins this game. We thought they would you know, w- would have won this game by a good margin. But, man, right. you got to give credit to Tennessee. I mean, uh, you know, Hendon and Hooker um, absolutely, you know, played his best game probably of his career. Um, getting five of his five of his touchdowns to, uh, to Jalen Hyatt, who is making a name for himself as probably going to be pretty highly drafted um, coming next, you know, May, April. Um, but, yeah. you know, the, the connection between those two was unstoppable. And this Alabama yeah. defense is not as strong as in years past. Um, they may have some good, you know, defensive linemen up front, but they don't have, you know, the, they don't have the corners that they have. They don't have Trayvon Diggs anymore. Um, they don't have, uh, you know, the guy in Denver, um anymore they they don't have those Patrick you know Sertain. Yeah, Patrick certain they don't have those you know corners anymore so they are you know they have a little bit of a liability on defense um offensively it was back and forth you know you can't really say much about Bryce Young played amazing you know you could tell that he was hurt and he was getting hit around slapped around he was still you know running you know playing through it this just was whoever had the ball last and it, you know Tennessee goes down you know, gets that that game-winning field goal, which got to be the ugliest game-winning field goal you've ever seen. But you know, <laughs> I, he, I don't know. I still don't know how the ball did that. I don't know. I don't know how it traveled that far. It, you know, as it was you know, died or looked like it died. Uh, the yeah. you know, Tennessee or that that kicker is automatically in the Tennessee Hall of Fame. I mean, with oh, with, with that um, the <laughs> the storming of the field, the carrying of the goalposts into the lake. I don't know even know what that was or how that's possible. Um, but you know, just. That, that game was was what makes college football, you know, fun and, and why everyone loves it is, you know, the, the back and forth, the, the intense rivalry, the story behind, yeah. you know, Tennessee just being owned by Alabama for so many years. This, you know, this is a huge win for, for Tennessee. Now, you know, they're six it's and a 0. massive win. They still have Georgia on the schedule. And it, you know, what they it see. means for that game is that they can now probably afford a loss to Georgia, you know, or it op- opens up an opportunity that if they're, if they beat Georgia, you're talking about a Tennessee team that's going to be in the college football playoffs. So, you know, they have a lot of opportunity here to do something. They still big. have Kentucky as well. So right. they've
1: got two tough games left, Yep, you know, there's a few things about this game that were really cool. I mean, number one, Hendon Hooker put his name in the Heisman conversation yeah, for sure. Definitely. You know, number two, this was that place was rocking. Incredible. I mean, I didn't, Atmosphere, I didn't yeah. realize a hundred and ten thousand people that thing could hold. Yeah. It was insane when they started running to the field. I was like. Yeah, man, just let them be. Like yep. this is like 15 years in the making. Let these people have their moment. It was one of the coolest things. It was a, such an orderly rushing of the field. It really was. Like, I didn't feel like I didn't feel like anybody's like life was in danger. It didn't feel like right. anyone was, was going to be trampled. It was
0: just fans that had come just together, to, just to have a good time, to have a good time and, and have you know a night that they've been wanting for a long time, um, which is you know great to see. But when you look at the Alabama side of it, this is now a six and one Alabama team. Uh, they still have Ole Miss on the schedule, who's you know a top ten team is really good. Mississippi State is sneaky; they're in the top yep. sixteen. Twenty five. Uh, they have them next mm-hmm. week. Still have Auburn, you know, which is always an interesting game, you know, with the um, with the Iron Bowl. So you know, Alabama and, now can't afford and the SEC championship, right? And the so will... Alabama now you know can't afford another loss, really. No. So no. this is you know a team. That we still think is very good. I still think offensively they showed that they're still very good. But defensively, I don't know if I can sit here and say that they won't lose another game. Um, you know okay. that, that Ole miss game is is something that I'm I'm looking at and saying, oh Misses, they're pretty good.
1: Oh, yeah, you brought up a really good point. and I kept saying this while I was watching the game. W- where is Will Anderson? You know, last year Will Anderson was the Micah Parsons of college football. He's nowhere to be seen this year. I He gets called maybe like two or three times a game. Like, he's not—I don't know what has happened to this guy, but he was consistently considered the number one pick overall this year. I, I mean, the way he's playing right now, I don't see him going in the top eight.
0: Yep. No, you know, it's—he's it, definitely fallen off a little bit. You know, they, they need him definitely to step up on that uh, defensive side of the ball um, if they, you know— Great, want
1: to great game, man. Ball. I couldn't believe— yeah, I couldn't believe with 14 seconds that Hennon Hooker was able to complete two passes down the field to put them even in field goal range. Like, just
0: unbelievable. I, the, the guy got my respect this this week. Yep, definitely did. And Tennessee, now third in the country. You know, could we see them getting to the college football playoff? Obviously, for the first time in their, uh, their program history. Uh, another game that I was watching simultaneously, TCU, uh, versus Oklahoma yeah, State. Yeah, baby. This one pissed me off. Who called it? But Oklahoma State had this game <laughs> locked about three different times. Um, They get out to an yep. early 24-7 to seven lead. You seven. know, Spencer Sanders is doing everything I said he would. You know, came out firing, looked, you know, fantastic. And then, man, I, I, I don't know if he switched bodies with someone, if, you know, Carson Wentz <laughs> subbed in for uh, Oklahoma State. For I, I don't know what happened. He was awful in the second half. Mm-hmm. horrific I mean you you would watch some of his throws and you'd be like what what is going on this guy was you know accurate in the first half he was getting the ball to his you know his number one receivers like I really don't know what what went wrong in the second half but uh you got to give credit to TCU they were able to come back you know in overtime um get the win there uh you know this is these are I still believe Oklahoma State's a good football team TCU though is 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 definitely you know surprising. Now they've won three straight games versus ranked teams. They have a fourth straight uh, against Kansas State. You really have to say TCU. They have Kansas State, who's going to be who's 17th. Texas, I believe, will move up into the top 20 by the time they play. Maybe even top 15 in a couple weeks. You're going to talk about five top 25 wins, and then if they can get to that Big 12 championship game, you got to be talking about if they're undefeated. You know, they definitely have a resume to get into that. Uh, top four
1: you laughed at me when i said tcu would win this game i mean max duggan is a good quarterback this is a well-coached team that former smu uh head coach is excellent this team plays with a lot of fire plays to the last last whistle this is going to be a dangerous team for and -hmm. and they're going to make a name for themselves i don't think they're going to obviously make the playoffs but this is going to be a you know uh what do you call them the six uh you know the the New Year Six. Yep. They're going to be playing a bowl game uh, of major contention. There's yeah, no definitely.
0: And I I still I feel for Oklahoma State. Um, I I still I think don't. this team is good. I, I spent what happened to Spencer Sanders? I I don't know, but he looked like a different player in that second half, and they were able to let him come back and and obviously lost that game in, in double overtime. Uh, mm-hmm. James James Madison, um, with their first loss of the season. You know, we I I, I, I mentioned them on this podcast, and they go ahead and lose to Georgia Southern, they can now write their names off of this podcast. They will never be mentioned again. Never be mentioned again. Ever. Um, And then our last game of the night, USC-Utah. Another one that I just can't believe how they lost. USC was in in control of this game in the first half. I mean, college football, if there's anything you take away from a first half of a game is that it doesn't matter. I mean, how many times have you seen a team go up by 20 in the first half and lose? I mean, it just... It's really incredible. USC, you know, goes up 28-14. Um, Utah gets a, a score before half. It's back and forth in the second half. Caleb Williams, I thought, played unbelievable. I mean, he mm-hmm. is really, you know, he, you know, last year at, o- at at Oklahoma, this was like, really? This is the guy who's supposed to be the number one pick and everything? Yeah, this is the guy who's supposed to be the number one pick. This is, this <laughs> was a great transfer. He's definitely, you know, moving up in those, in that draft, you know, uh, in, in, in his draft prospect. Uh, but yeah. Jordan Addison going out with that injury, you know, hurt him because they, Ch- they, they changed everything. They, they 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 struggled to move the ball after that. And Utah was able to come yeah. back in. Cameron Rising is, you know, could just be as good of a quarterback as uh, Caleb Williams. I, I I was impressed with him. Um, and Kincaid puts up one of the craziest stat lines I've seen, you know, in recent you know years in college football. 15 for 12, 217 and a touchdown. Um, talk about, you know, fantasy points there and the Utah's able day. to get that, that scary, you know, trap game upset we talked about. And this is what I was scared about with USC. They lose this game. And now this, this road to college football playoff top four is, and is just not there. You know, you have us, you have UCLA still on the, you know, on the schedule, but everything after that is the bottom of the pack 12, even if they get to that pack 12 championship, I just don't see, you know, with the loss to Utah, them getting in. And it sucks because I think this team could be a top-four team in the country. But this is, uh, you know, unfortunately in college football, the margin for error is, is very, you know, slim. and that's Well, the margin for loss. error is slim, but their defense is terrible. You know, and this yeah. is all
1: offense. Yeah. I mean, some of these teams, their offenses are so much better than their defenses. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to lie. I fell asleep in mm-hmm. the third quarter. I was so tired. It was such a long day and I fell asleep and I, wo- I went to sleep at 2814 saying oh, USC's got this in hand. I woke up at 2.45 in the morning, mm. checked my phone and almost lost it when I saw the end score. I, I mean, unbelievable. I can't yep. believe. it. And you know, Cam Rising to me, he is, he is Minshew, you know, Gardner Minshew and I-, I think these guys look like the reincarnation of one another. He looks like the same player that Minshew was at, you know, in, in the Pac-12 when he played, you know, what Washington, Washington State, whatever he played, right. and, and they look like the same player, and they're probably going to be the same kind of pro. But in college, that boy is a machine.
0: He's a machine.
1: Yeah, he's great. It's, it's fun to watch, and I'm really pissed that I wasn't able to stay up to the end of it. Yeah, I, you know, you know so.
0: I think with USC, you know. It's it's unfortunate. I, I'm I'm really pissed they lost because I want this is the type of team I want to see in that college football playoff. You know, in, in a year where Alabama now, you know, may be missing out in a year that Clemson, if they eventually lose, could be missing out. And you see some new teams. I would definitely have loved to see USC in there. But I just don't see kind of this this path playing out for them now. Um, well, and so just
1: one one last game before you go to the NFL, we got to eventually start talking about Syracuse. This team is sneaky good. They get to play Clemson this week, right? I I can't wait for this game. It's at Clemson. We're yeah. going to see if Syracuse is really for real. But this
0: team is this is very good. Man, this is weird because Syracuse has just been known as one of the worst football cr- programs in the, you know, the last couple of years. And you know, they yeah. didn't play anybody the first couple of weeks, so they went to 5 and 0, but then they beat NC State, who, you know, I, Look, we, I don't really know what to judge of NC State right now because, you know, I thought they would, you know, we're going to be the real deal this year and, and win the yeah. A, uh, ACC. But this Syracuse team, man, they play Clemson. Like I said, with Clemson, I, I believe they're better than we than we thought. They have some, you know, big wins already this season. You know, they, they dominated uh, NC State for the most part. They just beat Florida State. Uh, you know, it, it, this is this is their last test. I, I think Cle- this is this could t- potentially is that trap game for Clemson as it was, you know, USC yep. for for Utah because they lose this game, they don't have anyone else on the schedule that can you know boost them up here. So this right. is really big for Clemson, and and you know, all the pressure is on them. Syracuse comes into this as you know we're six and zero. Let's you know let's go beat you know try to beat Clemson. So that would that's definitely one uh, we're going to keep our on. I'm eye. looking forward to. All right, let's forward. get to NFL here. And let's recap these games and go over this. Like I said, you know, rough week for both of us. Yes, you did, you know, come out with the win with seven correct picks. I was at six. But, man, rough week with, you know, some upsets It it was going
1: great early. I won, like, all the early games. I I won my $50 DraftKings double up. I won another $3 one. I won $28. I was like, okay, things are going well. And and in our league with the 14 people that I won last week, I Mm -hmm. was in first place all the way until the fourth quarter of the Buffalo-Kansas City game. So I was feeling
0: great. I was feeling like I was doing everything right. And then everything came crashing down in the 4 o'clock games for me. Yeah. But well, let's start with the one o'clock games here. 49ers Falcons, man. I don't I what pisses me off is when mm. I don't listen to myself. Because I've been saying this over the last couple weeks that this Falcons team is pretty damn good. And I went to this game yeah. going, nah, the 49ers should be able to handle them. This Falcons team's three and three, man. And they got, you know, and they just beat, you know, they're probably their best win of the season so far in San Fran. True. Um, you know, this team. Even without you know some guys that they're missing on offense, you know, no Cordell Patterson, they're getting it done with Huntley, who is the most massive running mm-hmm. back I've ever seen. I mean, that dude could you know was just a bulldozer. Um, they're yep. doing it with limited passing from Mariota. It's really limited. De- That's the understatement of the year. Thirteen completions for but, 120 yards. But, like I mean, but how they're how they're doing it is they're just they're driving they're they're driving down the field. They're getting good field position from their defense, which we expected. Yep to be awful this year, but it's not. It's actually pretty decent, um, and, they're, and they're able to get stops on defense and allow for you know, good field position for their offense because they know that this isn't the offense that's going to you know, get 80, 85-yard drives. But if, right. you know, if you're set up with good field position, like they were a lot in this game, you know force some, some turnovers, two interceptions um, off Garoppolo and Jeff Wilson at a fumble. If you're getting three turnovers, this offense is, is good enough. They have a good enough offensive line. They have skilled players. You know, Drake London... Um, and then Kyle Pitts, obviously returning um, and scoring a touchdown there. They have enough guys that can get, you know, half the field and get, get into the end zone. So the, you know, when, when both your defense teams, scores, yeah. it helps. No, yeah, a hundred percent. But you know, both these teams now go to three and three. Um, the NFC right now is just all over the place. So you don't really know, you know, who's in, who's out. And this Falcons team, they continue to win. You know, you could be talking about a surprise wildcard team at the end of the year. Um, I don't think that's crazy yeah. to say right now because look at the Bucks right now. They're three and three too. We'll talk about them in a little. Did they look good on Sunday? Absolutely not. Ooh. So, you know, I'm I'm not saying anything for that division right now. The Saints look, you know, pretty poor and then the Panthers are one of the worst teams in the league. So, you know, right now I, I just don't think Actually, it's that crazy at, to say.
1: Look looking at their schedule, you, you might yeah, you might not be far off. They might not they might be in the mix. Yep. You know yeah, what's definitely. what's crazy to me is the the the, the quarterback's terrible. You know, and look, the 49ers were without Nick Bosa, Eric Armstead, Javon Kinlaw and Emmanuel Mosley. I mean, and then they lost Chavares Ward in the first half. Yeah. I mean, they are on like medical alert. It's, it's awful. You know, so they had a, a big problem and then the turnovers killed them. You know, I mean, when the, the Falcons went up 14-0 on the returned uh, fumble for a TD, yeah. changed the whole dynamics of the game, even though, you know, San Francisco came back to tie it at that point. But yeah, this San Francisco team has got a lot of issues right now. It, they can't stay healthy, and they don't get the ball to Debo Samuel enough anymore, which is just ridiculous. And their defense is who was the best defense probably in week two and three does not look like the same defense with the backups. Well, shout and, and out and to
0: shout out to Brandon Ayuk um, for you know because <laughs> you picked them going up this week. <laughs> off here. I uh, you know had some emergency Keenan Allen problems again for you know the fifth consecutive week. And Brandon Ayuk was just slotted into the flex, and man, can you ask for better than eight for eighty-three and two touchdowns from Brandon Ayuk? You really can't. Um, comes out and, and gets me the win in, in fantasy this week. So good, good on uh, Ayuk there. But the Falcons get the win in, uh, in, in an impressive one. Patriots yeah. Browns, um, one that I honestly I, I saw coming. Like I, I saw this coming. I think you but saw this did. coming. Yeah, this yeah. was this was, you know, one of those games where. Judging off the last couple weeks on how both these teams were trending, this went exactly as planned. The Patriots, man, mm-hmm. are competitive. They are competitive. Yes. Billy Zappi is honestly is, it, is it crazy. To, Can you at least call him by his real name? I, I keep calling Jesus. him. Bailey Zappi, is it crazy to say that there could be a quarterback controversy now in, in no. New England? I don't think so. Not, because not crazy to say. When you look at Mac Jones, right, and mm-hmm. you look at him last year, if, Mac, if, if Trevor Lawrence and Justin Fields you know, play a little better in their rookie seasons and Mac Jones is that third, fourth best quarterback, are we really talking about him being you know, the starting franchise quarterback of the, of the Patriots? I don't think so. I think we're, we were talking about it because he was decent and he led them to the playoffs and he was the best in that class, but the rest of the class was horrific. But you're looking at it now, he didn't start the, you know, the year well. Um, you know, he 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 goes down with an injury and a thir- you know, the third stringer, you know, whatever, sixth, seventh round draft pick comes in and is playing a lot better than he was, you know. So, you know, you gotta look at this team and now they're winning with him in the lineup. They were competitive against, you know, Green Bay. Um, you know, their Ramondre Stevenson is definitely taking over this starting job because that man yes. I think has the opportunity to become one of the best running backs in the league. The way he runs is, you know, really totally impressive agree. there another touchdown violent violent. you know whoever decided to trade me Ramadre Stevenson you know a couple weeks back I thank you so much and glad I took Mm -hmm. that you know that trade there um and and the Patriots just continue this this run 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 and throw when you have to and and zap zappy you know comes in and shows that he can run the same offense as Mac Jones and I think he can run it even better so so I'm so one thing I'm I'm going to say to you I'm keeping zappy in
1: Okay, so your, your stats are a little off, but I, I get what you're saying. Zappi was a fourth-round draft pick. Okay, he wasn't a seventh-round draft pick. He lit up, you know, college football when he was at Western Kentucky. So this guy can throw the ball, yep. right? So this is not something that is out of character. He's very comfortable chucking the ball the way that he chucks it. And he threw for over 300 yards, you know, with, with and he looked good doing it. I, you know, that's the other thing. You know, sometimes these guys come in, these backups, these third rounders, you know, and they're like, eh, you know, you could just see that they, they look like a backup. He doesn't look like a backup. I, I could definitely see this guy taking over as the full-time guy. And I agree with you. Ramadre Stevenson is a man amongst boys. And I, I continue to say this, this defense is so much better than people give credit for. Yeah, definitely. Like, they are stifling running attacks. They are stifling when it comes to, you know, giving up points. And Matt Judon is still a unheralded beast. Him, Dietrich Wise, and Anthony Jennings were all over Brissett. I mean, Brissett didn't have three seconds to think about his name this game. I was watching part of it, and he looked like a deer in headlights. This was a pretty dominant win, candidly.
0: Yeah, extremely dominant. And when you look at the Browns, of course, you know, the week that I... Finally take Nick Chubb in DraftKings. He goes for 56 yards. <laughs> I did laugh yards. at that. Uh, you uh, just can't make that stuff up. Um, but for the Browns, I mean, it, it's. I don't think it's a single thing that you limit out. Obviously, Brissett is a backup, and you're waiting for Deshaun yeah. Watson to get in that lineup to, to maximize your offense. You're just kind of waiting on that. So I, I don't think there's much to say on the, the offensive side. But the defense has just been extremely disappointing because you were hoping that they could, you know, you know, build off of what they've you know invested so much of free agency, um, yeah. you know, over the well, last Clowney couple was years. Out. And they've Clowney was out, and Denzel Ward was out. Right. But Denzel Ward, when he's been in, has been you know not great, and Clowney hasn't done much. So I mean, you know, when when we're they're looking, better than, looking than at, the backups. No, but but when you're looking at that, you know, look at look at their defense when they were playing. They gave up thirty points to the Jets. They gave up twenty yeah. points to Pittsburgh. They gave up thirty. Oh, to there's LA. issues. There there's a lot of issues defensively. That's kind of where I'd yeah. I'd pinpoint that, but. The Browns are in trouble, man. Two and four. We talked yep. about this team having to be around five hundred when Deshaun Watson comes around. I don't think that happens. They play Baltimore next mm-hmm. week. They play Cincy, Miami, Buffalo, Tampa. No way they come yeah, out of this, this five game stretch with more than one or two wins. The Browns nope. are uh, they're, they're they're pretty much toast. How yes. about we go to Jets Packers? And I think I should. Uh, oh, let's go Jets hand you the mic um for this one because i don't when are you gonna get on the
1: bandwagon when are you gonna get on the train buddy (laughs) come on (laughs) seriously how much how much do i have to sit here and preach that this team listen okay the the reason the cowboys were really good last year and 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 you know, above average this year is because they are exceptional at the draft. You can turn around a team obviously through through, through free agency, right. but more importantly, you have to hit on the draft. You need guys on rookie contracts that are stars. And what have the Jets done the last couple of years? They have put stars on the roster, up and coming stars. Sauce Gardner is a star. Star. Quentin Williams. Is a monster star. and yeah. Williams on any other team would be you'd be talking about him as defensive player of the year. Do you know what his stat line was this week? I had I saw it and I, I freaked out. Two sacks, three QB hits, two tackles for loss, and he blocked a field goal. Yeah, he, he, the he's man
0: a, he's unbelievable. Is a beast. When you he's a when beast. you look at when you look at Sauce Gardner. Sauce Gardner, you know, when when was the last rookie quarterback that you saw just not even half a season from? And you could already probably say he's a top 15, top 10 corner in the entire NFL. I mean, the way that he's playing, you know, that interception off of Aaron Rodgers, you know, the tip to him, like... You know the the way. Yeah, I mean the last
1: one would be the last one was Jalen Ramsey, right? You know, so, and the one before that was the guy who played for Carolina and then Washington, whose name I'm yeah Josh Norman. Forgetting. you know Josh he Norman had
0: come there. The, those were the last two, right? He that were he, that shutdown. He definitely is living up to the hype. I mean, it's yes. so hard with the with the dominance he had in college football. It's so hard to mm-hmm. to live up to that and and be just as good. And he has been just as good. So it's and for those. Incredible. And for those who say
1: that the American is not a class conference, give me a break. There are so many performers on game day Sunday that have come from the American that it's ridiculous. And, you know, Sauce Gardner was the best corner in football, in college football last year, and he's continuing that in the pros. Secondly, Brees Hall when are you going to give me some kudos for saying this was a tremendous pick Man, the, by the, the Jets?
0: Yeah, the Brees Hall kind of situation here is pretty unreal. Uh, you know, the way that he kind of was just in the shadows the first three weeks and then the last three weeks has just bumped up to the starter and become, you know, this this unbelievable player. Has touchdowns in three straight games and has just been, you know, dynamic for this offense. And, you know, in, yep. in a game where – they win 27-10. Zach Wilson threw for 100 yards. So doesn't matter. You know, it, matter. it really shows that he carried this game on offense, yeah. and they just relied on him. Uh, but I, I just kind of want to focus on Green Bay because— Okay, well, hold on. We'll, we'll focus on Green Bay in a
1: second. I just want to say one last thing, yeah. and that last thing is I, I'm mad at myself. I picked the Jets in my upset pool to win outright. I picked the Jets to cover in the cover spread, and in our pool I picked the— you know, uh, the Green Bay Packers. And I'm so mad at myself yeah. that I didn't have full conviction to on the sports appeal to that's, pick the team that I picked in every I other know, league.
0: That's your fault. I don't know what to say um, to you about that. Um, but for before the Packers, man, you know, the, Aaron Rodgers looks off right now, and I don't know if it's a care factor or an injury factor, and maybe it's both, yeah. but he just doesn't look very into it, doesn't look at that that winning, you know, Aaron Rodgers that we've seen for so long. Mm-hmm. You know, he it, it's it's noticeable. It, it is noticeable still that there is no connection with the wide receivers. Lazard, it's yes. it's there. He he delivered some nice passes to Lazard and and yep. it's good. But the 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 rookies, you know, the Dows, maybe we jumped on it too early. Um, yeah. you know, there's there's I'm nothing that from Christian Watson. <laughs> uh th- there's there's no other connection there. And I think he's just frustrated because there's, there's not a lot of other places to go when the Jets finally figured out to shut down Lazard. Um, and, and you, and, and you saw Randall Cobb
1: went down, right, and Randall, he's probably done for right. the
0: season. So, you know, th- this is ultimate pa- uh, panic mode for the Packers, and it's not just Aaron Rodgers. It's the defense. What happened to, you know, Jahir Alexander? We were talking about him as a top-five corner the last couple of years, but these injuries, I think, have really caught up to him. I don't think he, he will, you know, ever be that same player. And all of these guys on the defensive line that just made the Packers defense just a terror to play, you know, Preston Smith, you know, Devon, uh, Devondre Campbell, like all these guys yeah. that, that would get to the quarterback, they're not getting to the quarterback. So, you know, th- this combination of, you know, getting rid of Devontae Adams and not having the offense and then the defense falls off is just not what the Packers, I think, expected nor can win with. Um, you know, they have an easy this game is, against Washington next week, but when they take on Buffalo, I don't expect them to beat Buffalo, you know, in the in NFC, Buffalo. no you know, chance in the NFC no in their own division. You know, they, they play uh, Minnesota later in the year again. I, I, I don't think they will beat them again, um, you know, even if they play them at home. Right. I, I think this they Green got, Bay,
1: I got the Rams in Philly. This right. This is a 500 looking team right now, and this, it looks like it can stay a 500
0: team. Yeah. Definitely, you know, looks that way, but the Jets four and two. You know, look at these look at these New York teams. Uh the, yeah. it is truly, you know, uh, a different really? year in the in the NFL. All right. Uh Jaguars Colts. Damn, this one I have exercised the demons. This one kind of stung. Um Do you know Jets. what that's
1: from? Do you know what that movie is from? I don't think that I cool do. Oh, come on, bro. Seriously? Ace Ventura pet detective? No. I not, have not
0: exercised. Okay, fine.
1: You're just so young. Go. The Jaguars.
0: <laughs> the fact that the Jaguars lost this game makes me mad because I, I they they had this game in lock. Um, they did. <laughs> I thought Trevor Lawrence played fine. Um, I think you know them getting ETN the ball. Um, you know they they made it a, a a mission for them. You know him to get the ball on a lot of you know plays there. Um, you know I I thought they had the right game plan, but you know Matt Ryan came into this game not having a good game, and this was definitely his best game of the year. You know, when he didn't turn the ball over, he was 42 for 58. Um, You know, they asked a lot of him because of no uh, Jonathan Taylor, no Naeem Hines, so they didn't really have a running attack. But, you know, they they relied on him, and he got the ball to his guys. They got it to Pittman. He got it to Pierce for that game-winning touchdown. Oh, Um, what a throw. What a throw. When you look at this Colts team, this is kind of what I envisioned at the beginning of the year. This is why I thought this team would roll over. You know, in in this division, um, you know, I didn't expect them to do it with no Jonathan Taylor, but the fact that they're winning without him, I think, is good because then they can kind of go back to him when he's healthy. Uh, know that that Matt Ryan, I think, can still win these type of games that he's you know required to throw a lot of passes. Um, Pittman was excellent, and and Pierce was excellent, which you mm-hmm. know we expected those two to have a really good season. So and Paris Campbell had right. a really. Good I, season. I think the Jaguars kind of train that we were jumping on early might uh, might be fading you know they play the giants next week um who knows what will happen with that i mean we might just have. so to what's it what's interesting about jacksonville
1: is we're very high on their linebackers right we were what we should have been more looking at is how bad their secondary is yep. it's it's bad they got toasted time and time again they leave they have nobody who can shut down their top receivers there's so much room out there. Matt Ryan, you get somebody like Matt Ryan time on the offensive line. There were people open all day long. I mean, he was throwing little dimp to uh that the third string running back, you know, right. uh Jackson, Deion Jackson. What was it? Deion or Deshaun yeah. or whatever his Deion. name was. Man, yeah, Dion. I mean, he had like ten catches for 80 yards. So it was easy pickings out there from that regard. But Jacksonville, Jacksonville's a team that is on the right path, but I think in the beginning we jumped on a train that was isn't quite ready to be fully on the tracks yet.
0: Yeah, def- definitely that and I think the this Colts team um, they they can start a kind of ascend towards the top of this division now yeah. Tennessee next week they can get their revenge. to big on game, them. it's a big Washington game. New England Las Vegas. They they can rack up some wins here and get to that, you know, top of that division which I I would expect them to do now. You know, I think they figured yep. some stuff out, get Jonathan Taylor back. I think they can do that um, pretty easily. Dude. Time to get to my lock of the week, man. This made me lock of the week. pretty happy because it just went as planned. Uh Vikings take down the Dolphins 24-16. They cover that 3-point spread that I thought was pretty ridiculous. They went by more than a touchdown. Um, you know, they It wasn't they, that easy. No, it it, it, did, it wasn't that easy, but what 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 I thought ha- would happen, def, you know, defensively with, you know, well, what I thought would have been, you know, uh, Scott, Scott Thompson, Thompson but, but ends up Teddy. being ends up being Teddy Bridgewater. Um, happened, uh, you know, Ted, but Teddy Bridgewater comes in and he's not that different. You know, the, the, the Teddy Bridgewater is a serviceable backup, but doesn't have the deep arm, you know, can't get the ball to Tyree kill in the deep balls and all that. Um, you know, what, what, what happened was Tyree kill getting these, you know, dump off passes and definitely, you know, made the most out of it, him and waddle sure. for sure. But Bridgewater turns the ball over twice and the, Vikings, uh, hold on a minute. Do
1: not blame that on Bridgewater. He still turned the was ball over Le- twice. That's fine, but the last one was like a, the last play of the game. Right. Like and Jalen Waddle, it went right
0: through yeah. his hands. And then you have Waddle. You gotta catch that ball. And then you have Waddle with the you know with the fumble there at the end to really seal it. So yeah. Waddle with, you know, two costly turnovers if you want to put the, the interception on him I, I do put it on him. Yeah. And the Vikings 100%. were able to were able to stop the run. That's kinda why I was iffy on Mostert um this week. I still like him, you know, as the the Dolphins running back going forward, but wasn't the best matchup there. And, you know, Justin Jefferson gets back with a six for 107 game and the Vikings just, you know, n- not not entirely convincing, but get the job done and yeah. beat, you know, a, a third and- and, or second string quarterback, you know, like they should.
1: I get it. But my I, I feel like Miami lost this game more than Minnesota won it. Right. I mean, the besides the turnovers, which were horrific and untimely, the, there was one draw. I mean, the, the penalties at Miami, they are like the mo- if they're not the most penalized team, I don't know who is. There was one drive. I was driving home and listening to it, and there were literally five straight plays. I've never seen this before. On offense, five straight plays all called on the offense, two of them wiping out 20 and 22-yard plays. Yep. This team is undisciplined and, and just kills themselves. And yep. this game
0: goes on Jalen Waddle, who both of those turnovers were majorly costly. So they were they are unable they to win Tua a game. Back next week. Yeah, they're unable to win a game without Tua. He'll be back next week. Um, they yep. take on Pittsburgh. Hopefully, a ba- bounce back game for that for them. But you know, Pittsburgh. We'll talk about in a couple games here. Just beat the you know the Bucks there. So what is an easy game and what isn't in the NFL? You know this year, uh, Bengals Saints kind of goes as we expected as well. But you know, it was a pretty good yep. game. My, um, my lock of the week was not exactly an easy lock of the week. No, it, it really wasn't. You. Um, of course, you know, it, it's just, you know, if if I'm benching you, you got to go off, you know, Burrow was benched this week um, oh, for, for another quarterback, wow. 300 yards and three touchdowns played his best game of the year by far. Um, Who did but, I
1: tell you would have a breakout game? Right.
0: Who did I say on the yes. podcast? Jamar Chase. And, and this That's was great. the game that, they, that we, you know, you, you, you called out Jamar Chase, but I also said this was the game that the Bengals need to get it going on offense. Yeah. They need to get back to what they were doing, spread the ball around to their guys. Boyd, 6 for 66. Higgins, 6 for 47. Jamar Chase gets two touchdowns and gets over 100 yards. Like, this is the Bengals offense that got him to the Super Bowl because Burrow was able to control the offense and spread the ball around and why was it so so easy to do because this Saints defense might be the worst in the league it is unbelievable i'm not sure exactly why that is or, or how it has gotten this bad but this defense man is horrific they can't stop anyone they, they they're secondary with you know with with Lattimore and and well, Lattimore is right. out. Right, right. That was also the reason
1: I love Jamar Chase this week is because Lattimore didn't play. Without
0: Lattimore and, and, and Tyron Matthew back, back there, it's it's not working out. You know, they, they invested in Tyron Matthew and Marcus May, who were one of two of the best safeties last year. And yep. you know, it, it, it results in one of the worst defenses. That's just bad luck there um on the Saints and, and bad investments in the offseason. So, you know, take take whoever is playing the Saints and, and expect some offensive explosion. Uh, from their opponent because it's been really bad um, as of late. The Saints, you know, the fact that the thing I'm impressed the most about the Saints is even though they have been allowing a lot of points, they're still scoring with mm-hmm. with Andy Dalton. Um, I think half of that is Kamara. <laughs> you really have to look at at. They haven't been winning games, but Kamara is back. You know, the last couple of weeks, he you know he went for a yeah. hundred last week, a hundred this week. You know, he's getting more involved in the passing game with you know. Injuries to wide receivers. They so, need a
1: quarterback. They yeah. need somebody who can throw the ball. Jesus. They do.
0: But I think Kamar being back, if we're talking fantasy, definitely is good news for, for people yes. that, that still believed in him. All right, Ravens-Giants. Let's get to this what one. Talk hell? about a team that I think lost a game more than, than the other team won. <sighs> Man, I, I don't think I – I praise Lamar Jackson a lot. This is a time that I won't. This was no. really bad game management, really be, being careless with the football when you had to be – you know, firm with it. This was, yep. you know, uncharacteristic from Lamar Jackson. We have we haven't seen that. This is a guy that that knows how to win games. He's won a lot since he's been here. You know, he he makes plays. This time he did, he did, he didn't make plays. He had two really bad plays, two costly fumbles. You know, there where he was trying to do too much. Um, the and, interception was the worst the, yeah, pl- decision
1: I have ever
0: seen. Yeah, a, an awful throw on a guy he was just staring down that really wasn't open. Ugh. So not sure. What he saw there. Um, you know, they, they were dominating pretty early. You know, Mark Andrews was doing his thing and got over 100 yards yep. and scored the touchdown. You know, Kenyon Drake had the the you know pretty, you know, decent run for the touchdown, got over hundred yards. Um they, they were in control early. And but you know they, they fall apart in the second half they do. every game. Every, every game. Every game. And I think I will give credit I, I will for the Giants being five and one. I will give no credit to Daniel Jones and that offense, but I will give all the credit in the world to the defense because this defense, mm-hmm. it, it is one of the, you know, on paper, you know, look, just looking at it is one of the, I would say, least talented defenses, but it is playing extraordinary, extraordinarily well. So you know, whatever that says, maybe they have some hidden gems and some guys that we're going to, you know, be hearing about for years to come, which is, you know, big for them. It was finally a cave Thibodeau sighting. He caused that fumble, one of those fumbles yep. by Lamar, which was huge there. Um, so it was, you know, that's one of their guys that they really believe in. But, you know, the, the guys on, uh, you know, in the secondary, you know, Xavier McKinney is playing really well. Like th- this is some guy, this is a defense that not a lot of people thought had a lot of talent and maybe some guys are really developing in their second and third years. And if that is the case, you know, this giants team can definitely get carried to some more wins. I, I just don't understand how they're doing with the offense. I-, I I'm struggling to understand, you know, with Daniel Jones, not getting to 200 yards a game, Um, you know, and, and him, you know, fumbling, you know, at least once a game because it's Daniel Jones. I, I just don't understand how they're doing it on offense, but they're, they're getting it done. It's very, sim- it's very simple.
1: A- and we're starting to see this around the league, Atlanta, dallas uh the giants if you run the ball and you control the clock yep. and you play good defense and you win the turnover battle you will win 80 percent of your games yep and it's a very simple equation that some you know some of these nfl teams they want to have you with know, the quarterbacks want to throw the ball all over the place and you know be splashy and make these amazing plays but at the end of the day just to win a football game you have to do those four things and the Giants have done it four out of five, five out of six games.
0: Right. Yeah,
1: and it's it it goes to Brian Dable, man. That guy can coach. You know, him and Wink Martindale, the, the defensive coordinator, are two excellent coaches because Daniel Jones is crap. And you know, but he hasn't turned the ball over. The, the The Daniel Jones that we saw who who gave up who did two interceptions or three interceptions and two fumbles a game isn't giving the ball up. You know, and Saquon Barkley looks like Saquon Barkley of old, and over, they don't have to throw the ball all over the place. They they pick up a, a you know a, a first down here and there from Daniel Bellinger or 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 Ricky Seals or Ricky yep. J- Jones whatever his name is you know I mean this is not a flashy team nope. but they're five and one yeah and, and it's just it's shocking and we said this early on
0: this is a team that has a cupcake schedule yeah so and they could be when you look at the NFC East when you look at the East. This is a cupcake scheduled division. You know, the yep. Eagles are 6 and 0 now. We'll talk about that Sunday night game in a little. They're 6 and 0 now. You know, th- this was a team that I I didn't really see the 14 win season that some people are saying. Uh, it's not crazy now. Look at their schedule. Do you see three losses now that they're 6 and 0? Maybe. You know, look at the Giants now. Jacksonville, Seattle, Houston, Detroit. Are they going to lose in the next 4 weeks? Pro- probably not. They've they've lost to Dallas. They play right. them in 5 weeks. Maybe they lose to Dallas. Then it's, you know, divisional games. Um, at the end of the season, you know, if you look at the Cowboys, they got the Bears and the Lions the next two weeks. Like, these, mm-hmm. this is a division that's going to have three playoff teams, the way that you look at the NFC yes. right now. Um, you know, the yep. Eagles, I think, are, are in position to win this division. But you have the Giants and the Cowboys that could be 1-2 in that wild card. And it could be the first yeah. time the three teams have made, this divi- you know, made the playoffs from this division in I don't even know how long.
1: Well, ever because they haven't had the three oh, yeah. wild cards, you know, in a while. But it's to your point. You're absolutely right. I think with the schedules at hand, with the way that the South and the way Green Bay is playing, and the way the West is just a train wreck right now, yep. uh, this this NFC East,
0: those three teams, they should absolutely be there at the end. Yep. Uh, I totally agree. Definitely there. So Giants with a surprising win, Ravens to three and three. You got a lot of good teams. Uh, Ravens need to get their shit together.
1: They're the most disappointing team through six games for me. Yep, this is a team that should be five and one at least. Definitely, if not, you know, and they have blown games that they should win. And I don't know whether it's you know, uh, you know, Jackson trying to do too much. I mean, Lamar just sometimes the way he holds the ball in his hands is that air of oh i have it i have it i have it no problem i can make anything happen dude tuck the damn ball throw the ball out of bounds wait for the next play like
0: start playing like a smart quarterback because you're driving me nuts yeah definitely it's it's you know uncharacteristic from lamar but hopefully he can bounce back and continue on what, what was you know a really good season before that game all right all right, moving on. Let's go to Buccaneers, Steelers. Steelers with the upset, maybe of the year so far, um, twenty to eighteen win over the Bucks. I I don't know. I, this is this is bad from the Bucks. I mean, you got to look mm-hmm. at this and say, man, you know, th- this team hasn't had an impressive win, you know, all season. Since maybe, maybe Dallas Since in the, the first, first week. Week, um, yeah. But but outside of that, you know, has beaten two two of the bottom teams in their division. Um, you and know, I guess Atlanta, um, I'm kind of backtracking on my Atlanta statement, yeah. but you know, that game was pretty shaky too. Um, but Pittsburgh, man, you know, we're, we were talking that this defense couldn't stop anyone and they, they made their defense, you know, and their offense look like the best in the league in this one, you know, Kenny Pickett, um, you know, gets, got gets, hurt. got hurt. And, and Trubisky comes in, you know, after Trubisky hadn't scored a touchdown all year and he, you know, gets the game winner to chase Claypool there who, you know, comes out of his, his hibernation of the last Did, year. didn't know half. he was, I didn't know he was still in the league. Yeah. So goes for, uh, <laughs> goes for seven, uh, <laughs> seven for 96 there, um, and a touchdown. So, yep. you know, it, it it's just, it, this was a weird game from the bucks. You know, they couldn't run the ball. Mike Evans was shut down. I didn't think that would happen. Tom Brady looked pretty bad. In my opinion, you know, he was just, yep. you know, off on a lot of throws, I think this says more about the Bucs team than I'm gonna take anything away from the Steelers. And I think it shows that this Bucks team isn't a contender this year. Um and I've I think we've been saying that for the last couple weeks here. I but don't like this. They team... still have a strong defense,
1: they still have offensive weapons. I mean, there's been a lot of injuries on both sides of the ball. Are you saying it because you think Tom Brady's done? I, I don't know if done's the right word, but you see a significant
0: difference. From this year. I don't they think they can't get the ball in the end zone. Yeah. They they struggle in the red zone. They are they're, constantly they kicking are, field goals. They're missing Gronkowski a lot. Yes. A yes. lot. You know, he was a, a huge red zone target. Um, Cameron Brait hadn't done anything up until you know, or hadn't done anything this season, and then goes down with a serious injury. So they really have no red zone tight end right now. Kay I Daughton. like K Dotten. Kate Otten is you know slots in, but he, you know, yeah. is is a rookie. So, so they're 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 struggling right now, um, because well, their biggest their biggest struggles are offensive line,
1: right? You know, this was a this was a top offensive line, top three offensive line in, in in football last year. They get the the guy who retires, the other one who gets hurt. You know, the mm-hmm. center Ryan Jensen got hurt, but Ali Marpet, you know, retired, and they lost the other guard to an injury. Th- this is a makeshift offensive line. Tom Brady doesn't have time. They can't run the ball. There, there's a lot of issues, but a lot of their issues are deal are dealt with right now with health
0: yeah this team i i'm just off the contender bandwagon or the contention kind of wagon here um for the bucks because it's a mix of brady and i I just when when he doesn't have at at this age at what we're seeing now you know when he doesn't have the full package you know around him it's it's starting to show that that it's he's going to struggle a little bit so i i'm i'm worried about the bucks right now but they're at three and three Steelers get a win. Um, Najee Harris gets into the end zone, which is, you know, good to yeah, see. Finally, crazy? his first touchdown of the year in, in week six. Uh, Rams, easy win against the Panthers. Um, nothing special, but it's the Panthers. Um, they had a solid 60 yards throwing from P.J. Walker. You know, great, great effort. Walker. Great effort from the Panthers there, but, you know, nothing much that the the uh, Rams needed to do. Allen Robinson gets a little more involved, gets a touchdown. There, um, Daryl Henderson takes over the load for Akers, um, being injured, gets in the end zone. So, you know, if you're looking at fantasy for the Rams, um, Henderson, if if Akers continues to be, at, be out, you got to look he's at done. him.
1: He's done. They're, yeah. they're, they're t- the Rams are talking like he's played his last no. game with the Rams. It's something to do non-injury related. Mm-hmm. There's been, d- I think he is a cancer in the locker room. He's, he... From reports that I've seen, he's had issues with with the offensive coordinator, with McVay, yeah, with def, the running back coach. Yeah, there has
0: been rumors about a trade um, that can be in yeah. work. So if Anderson's available, you pick him up. If if you you're looking for a, yep. a running back, maybe look at at getting him because I think this Rams team still can. Conti- you know they're going to beat up on teams like the Panthers, but this team still has a, a a greater potential to reach and get back to that Super Bowl level. I'm still not giving up hope. On the Rams, you know, if you ask me, three and three Rams and three and three Bucks, I'm still on the Rams. I think this team mm-hmm. is still, you know, much better than the Bucks, and I think they can get to that point. Um, but Stafford, you know, still wasn't great in this one; was more accurate, but had a bad, really bad pick six um, in in the game. But you know, they're going to beat the yeah. Panthers. It just you know, nothing that I'm going to take away.
1: Did you see breaking news? Oh, it was breaking news when we do our our mm-hmm. podcast. Robbie Anderson has been traded.
0: Yeah, Robbie after Henderson. his. Right the, after uh, his
1: tirade on the sideline with his wide receivers coach, yep. he got benched for the whole game, and then they shipped his ass to Arizona.
0: Yeah, we'll talk about Arizona right now because they got a lot of wide receiver news, um, and they're going to need it because they go down 19-9, to 9, failure worst. to score. Um, they're just the worst. Yeah,
1: failure. Or- Kyler Murray is a train wreck. Yep. I, I'm telling you right now, I took him as my DraftKings wide receiver this week because I thought the matchup with Seattle would allow him to finally break out and do something.
0: He is, I watched so much of that game. He is a train wreck. Failure to score an offensive touchdown. This is what I've been saying about Kyler Murray. Go back to the last two years. I'm the biggest Kyler Murray fanboy, supporter of all time. But there's a reason why I got off the Cardinals and I got off Kyler Murray this year is because I've seen too much, either the offseason, the end of last year, of just the direction that I thought this team was going. And it's kind of showing here with a two and four start. Uh, They're obviously getting reinforcements. Um, with obviously the trade for Robbie Anderson, with Marquise Brown going down for the year with a foot injury. So it sucks yeah. for that. You know, he was off to a really good start. But, you know, the, the, the trade for Robbie Anderson, obviously, um, DeAndre Hopkins will be back next year. So everyone that's been storing him on their bench I am. Can, uh, can slot <laughs> him in there. And it's, you know, it's it's never good for injury there. But if you're going to have, you know, a, a good opportunity to get him in your lineup, Marquise Brown going down, he's definitely, you know, no question the number one target on that team. And yes. Zach Ertz, you know, uh, we've been talking about tight ends, you know, if you don't have Kelsey, if you don't have Andrews, uh, Zach Ertz, you know, could very well finish as a top four tight end right now in, in, in fantasy, you know, he is. Well, a, and, De- and DeAndre Hopkins coming back is going to help Zach Ertz. Yeah, definitely. going to get well. targets. So, yeah. you know, I, I love the Zach Ertz production there. Um, But, but when you look at, at the Cardinals right now, Kyler Murray just doesn't have that will to win factor. And it's it's very evident, and he doesn't, you know, he's he's regressed. I think passing wise, he's, he has the quickness. He had 100 yards rushing. He has the the rushing ability, and that's great. But you know, if we compare him to Lamar Jackson, who has that quickness and that rushing factor, Lamar Jackson has definitely you know improved throwing the ball. And I think Kyler Murray's going going the opposite direction. So you yeah. got to look at that and say, you know, it's 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 not good from that aspect. But this Seahawks team, man, they they continue to you know impress. Uh, you know, this was Kenneth Walker coming in for his first kind of start in the NFL and he goes for a hundred and, and a touchdown So, you know everything that I thought would happen when when he's given a chance, you know, definitely came into fruition You know, they're they're a team that's going to want to run the ball They don't want geno smith to be throwing for 300 yards and 40 attempts every game They want to run the ball right. with kenneth walker and he looks good. He's a really good running back. So he looks good. He
1: yeah. looks really good. I mean, you know, they, they had a gluttony of riches with Rashad Penny and Kenneth Walker, but with Rashad going down, I mean, he's still got a number one guy back there. Right. I think the most impressive thing with Seattle besides Geno Smith and the year he's having is this defense is much better than I predicted they would be. And it comes to these two rookies, man, Tariq Woolen and mm-hmm. Kobe Bryant, again, Cincinnati, um, Tarek Woolen has four interceptions already. He looks like, I mean, the guy was drafted. It was funny. They put up a thing showing his stats through the first five games versus Richard Sherman's. And like, they're both were drafted in the same round, the same pick. They both came out, you know, like with kind of the same, you know, uh situation. They both have the same amount of interceptions. It was kind of funny to watch or look at, but this team is, is way ahead of schedule on, on, on getting them back to where they need to be. And, This is a dangerous team, kind of like Atlanta, a team you don't want to play. That it's going to lose some games, going to win some games, and it's going to make us all scratch our heads both ways. But much better so far than I was. I thought this would have been
0: one of the worst teams
1: in the league, and and I was wrong.
0: Yeah, definitely. I'll I'll second that. I thought I was, you know, they would be one of the worst as well. Uh, Looks like, you know, I think they'll be decent. I don't know if I'm ready to say you know, wild card contenders. No, I don't FC. either. I don't think so. No, I don't but think so. But yeah. I think the what you take from this game is this Cardinals team is in trouble. And I, I don't know if DeAndre Hopkins and Robbie Anderson are just going to be enough to fix this right. team. I, I mean, don't either. I don't think so. Maybe issues. we see uh, Kyler Murray really needs DeAndre Hopkins and he comes back to, you know, what he was maybe a year or two ago. Um, but they got no running backs. They, their defense is terrible. They, they're not winning anything. All right. Now to what was probably the best game of uh the weekend Buck our bills Chiefs um bills get the slight victory um kind of some sweet ver- uh revenge for Josh Allen here going down sure. for a game winning touchdown uh played excellent three new yards three touchdowns didn't uh didn't didn't throw a pick did have the fumble but you know doesn't really hurt him in the end as they get the win there um Stefan it's did, a good game. 10, it was a good game yeah 10 for 148 and a touchdown it's so, so good. continues an unbelievable so good. You know, season as of you know the start, um, and 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 for you know the Chiefs, you know they they I I thought the the, the fact that the Chiefs were in this and and you know lost on a game winning drive at, in the last minute with Mahomes, you know, turning the ball over twice, is 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 pretty you know good to see because this Chiefs team, you know, can compete they they can compete with the Bills. I think that's what we're yeah, proven with this. Totally. You know, the it Bills, was nice to
1: see. It was nice to see, uh, what's his name, Juju Smith-Schuster finally show up. Yep. You know, I've been pounding that table since
0: preseason. Yeah, definitely, you know, showed up as as the number one wide receiver in this game. Um, thought it would continue as Marcus Valdez-Scantling. He's been pretty decent the last two games. He didn't have a catch in this one. So, you know, not know, did, not really sure what to think of of the Chiefs wide receiver, you know, position. You can always count on Kelsey 8 for 108 um, there. But, you know, for this Chiefs team, Mahomes, you know, uncharacteristically, you know, doesn't turn the ball over a lot. He had two in this game and they lost on a, on a last drive, you know, touchdown. So what it shows to me is this chiefs team, you know, they weren't able to get the win, but there's still a team that's going to be there in the end. There's still going to be a team that this is probably going to be a rematch in the playoffs. Um, And, and it's going to be, you know, the same type of down to the wire battle. I think every time that these teams play, because they, they, they just know how to, they know how to play winning football um, you know their defenses show up in big games, even though I don't think either team has this unbelievable defense. Um, but they no, show but up. No, but Von Miller games. was awesome. Yeah, during was great. this game, but
1: man, they know, could not block him.
0: Yeah, both these teams definitely can show that they have winning culture, and and you know yes. both teams can win. You know are are should be favorites in the AFC. And both teams will probably be playing in the AFC yeah, Championship. That's what I think as well. All right, let's get to our final game here. Let's get to this Sunday night football game. <sighs> Eagles defeat the Cowboys 26-17 in a game that was all but over in the first half twenty to nothing and then twenty to three at half. But the Cowboys come back, uh, make it a one score game. Um, and and I think the most disappointing part in this entire game was that you know you rely on your defense to get one more stop and they they get you know probably give up their worst drive of the year and just get ran yep. on all the way down the field for that touchdown that puts it away. That's kind of what I looked at in this game. You know, the Cowboys fought back, which I thought showed a lot of heart from Cooper Rush, who was horrific yes. in the first half, it was his first game that he looked, you know, any bit bad, um, you know, mm-hmm. turning the ball over, which he hasn't done. He did three times in this game. You know, they. It, when I look at that and say that this Cowboys team basically lost by a touchdown— you know, it, it, it makes me feel a little better, you know, knowing that Dak sure. is back next year or next week. week. Um, and <laughs> Not that, next year. And next that week. Zeke actually ran the ball really well in this game, as he usually does against the Eagles. You know, it, it, what, 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 this, what I'm taking from this game is, you know, wh- what was the recipe to stopping Hurts? It was rushing mm-hmm. him. It was putting him under pressure. And he didn't have that great of a game, 155 and two touchdowns. He delivered when he had to for the touchdowns, but only had 155 yards um, throwing. Uh, he only yeah, had 27, didn't run the ball that much. Right, he only had 27 yards rushing. So what, formula, what, what was so great about his performance? No, like, the formula I mean, for defeating the Eagles is slowing down Hurts. It just happened to be yeah. in this game that the backup quarterback that had been unworldly um became the backup quarterback, turned the ball over three times, and that's yes. uh, you know that's what's going to lose you the game. So, so, so Okay. So I was
1: I was really angry last night to say the least. But I've calmed down. Mm. And I, I'm looking at this with maybe rose-colored glasses. If you look at the game, you made a great point. This was over in the first quarter, or in the second quarter, yeah. right? I mean, we just fell apart. We are not designed with our backup quarter to, quarterback to come from behind. No. And Cooper Rush delivered some of the worst interceptions I have ever seen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Not not bad, Horrific horrible then when we went for it on fourth and one and we didn't get it and we turned the ball over in our on our own side I mean we were basically just handing the short field easy touchdown you know kind of drive it was just deflating but when we came back and if Noah Brown got his his second foot in at the last play you know kind of in the second half or in the in the second quarter this would have been a 20 to 7 game at half instead of a twenty to three game and we came back and scored the next 14 points we would have been up 21 20. It would have been a whole different game. You saw a difference, and everyone is making this big deal that, you know, when uh, Lane Johnson went out of the game, the the right tackle for uh, the Eagles, it changed the whole perspective of Micah Parsons being more dominant on that side against the backup. But overall, you know, this Cowboys defense played much better in the second half. However, we're not going to beat teams when we're. Like we're not with our backup quarterback, we're not designed to beat teams from behind. Our success yeah. in the previous games was we would get up and then we would be able to pin our ears and just you know rush the quarterback right we this Philadelphia Eagles team is a very good team.
0: offensively, they are very strong they're yeah, very disciplined they, The one thing about the Eagles is their run pass option they're they very hard to beat it's it's, it's hard, hard to stop it's they, they, it there's definitely a a you know a formula that is hard to stop on offense for sure. But That's right. Let me let me ask a question, and I mean, yep. it doesn't mean much, but yep. you know, and and we'll see it at the end of the year or in a, you know a couple of weeks when this, they play again. If Dak Prescott plays in this game, do the Cowboys win? Yeah. I,
1: well, again, I I totally believe they would have. You know, because a I think that so much of this game came down to those two terrible turnovers and the missed fourth down, mm-hmm. which again part. We got the first down, Cooper, no Cooper, uh, CD Lamb got the first down. And then what do we do? We rush because we think that, you know, we're going to catch him off guard. We right. should have been taking our time and, and throwing the red flag. Yep. Like it should have been a first down. Instead, we give the ball away. Yep. I mean, it changed the whole dynamic of the game. So I think Dak being in there would have been different. You know, we were definitely running the ball with more success in the second half. We were definitely moving the ball better. You know, what's his name? Looked really good. The backup uh, tight end, Jake Ferguson. Yeah, Jake Ferguson Our, looked very well. Looked really good. good. You know, and look, this I, I we out we outdrove I mean, we out um yardaged them. You know, we 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 killed ourselves with penalties. We we took way too many penalties, especially mm-hmm. on offense. Yeah. Look, I think that the, I, I go away from this game thinking, okay. The Philadelphia Eagles are a good team. We're a good team. With Dak in there, I feel really good that we're going to beat them at home, and we'll see what happens. But I don't feel like walking out of this game like we are, oh, my God, our season's over. The world is falling. No, and Philly and is the, so great they're never going to yeah, lose. I don't feel that way at all.
0: That's the good thing about this is you, you were shown two things, is that the Cowboys need Dak back, and they're still good. Yes. Uh, it's and, time. And I think the Cooper you, Rush experiment is over. You saw the the Eagles are good. I don't think that they are the best team in the league good. I I, no. I think that I they're, they're going to give Buffalo. them credit. I I think after this game, the way that the schedules look, they should win this division. Um, I think they'll yep. get to maybe thirteen wins. Um, uh, but this Cowboys team, and then you look at the Giants like we we're talking about, should both be runners up and and compete at the end of the you know the last couple of weeks, and they should compete with the Eagles. Um, I'm just not sure that either team can get to those thirteen you know wins. Uh, but if you look and, at the and, Cowboys. Yeah you know coming up next I don't know if I've ever seen this four straight games against a division Detroit Chicago Green Bay Minnesota with a bye in between there so they have a little NFC North trip there you know you Run. should yeah. you should come out of that game with three or those four weeks with three wins um so I really um am taking away from this game again like you said not end of the world loss a tough loss considering you had a chance to win and Cooper rush you know you know didn't play like he's played in the last couple of weeks but you know yeah. You, the luck ran out for rush you, he's a backup quarterback at the end of the day and you have to tip your cap say thank you for putting us in a position to be 4 and 2 um after right. you we didn't know if we'd even win another game with him you know with with him in and dak going down yep. so you're 4 and 2 you know you have your two easiest games probably of the year coming up we'll be in dallas um in a in, in a week for that lions game so um, excited stuff there good week of football we will come back it was back a good week of football um friday our episode before we take off to Dallas and uh, and and get into week seven.
1: Yep. Hey, the the sky's not falling, buddy. Nope. And watch Ace. Vic-